0: Good afternoon and welcome uh to uh this week's edition of Not Minding My Own Business. My name is Russell Farbiar, your estate planning and elder law attorney. And I am joined here today by Andrew Sunnan of Honest Solutions. Welcome, Andrew.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Russell.
0: Sure. It's great, great to have you have you here. Uh A- Andrew is the uh the owner of one of Berks County's uh up and coming uh, IT uh, or managed IT firms, uh, Honest Solutions. Uh, So Andrew, can you tell us a little bit about your company and what you do?
1: Uh, Sure, so Honest Solutions was created in 2017. Um, So we're about five and a half years old now. Um, We are the size of about five people at this point. We are interviewing for our sixth. So, um, you know, when I started, it was just me and over the course of the years we've been adding and we've been adding clients. Um, So the point is just to continue to grow, serve more people. Um, And really we're, um, I believe our true mission um, to the community is um, protecting people when it comes to cybersecurity, making sure people have their businesses protected as well as their personal lives. So while we're um, not a nonprofit, I really feel that we're bringing value um, and protecting people um, and serving the community, just kind of like a nonprofit would. So, um, yep.
0: Okay. So a couple of things, you know, I want to unpack there. So there is this, this concept of, of what, of managed IT. So can you explain a little bit about what managed IT is versus the, what I've heard referred to as the break fix model.
1: Yes, thank you for for going into that. So <laughs> there's there's you know two different ways to do things, right? One is um, you know you just kind of sit back, you wait for problems to happen, um, you then uh, bill for for your time um, for that problem, and then you move on, and then you you don't do anything, and you just wait for another problem to occur. Um, and I didn't wanna do that. Um, I didn't want to have people have problems and bill them for fixing that issue that maybe I should have fixed before they had the problem, you know, and where, where they saw the problem. Uh, maybe there was a way to understand that that problem was about to happen. Um, so the managed service provider world is about being proactive. It's about having Agents deployed everywhere. It's about having health stats and alerts and solving problems before they happen. Um, and you know, the way that you do that is you set up flat monthly agreements, and you say, "This is everything that's going to take to support you. We know that we need to do this, um, and we we present that that number to you. Um, and so we go into the relationship upfront with what is going to cost." And you have that set budget amount, allows you to budget. um, And we just build based upon that. And it provides us the freedom to do what we know we need to do for you. Um, We don't have to beg you to patch your servers. We don't have to beg you to apply updates to your computers or fix your backup. Um, So it also creates a non-toxic relationship. So it's all honest upfront, it's transparent. And it's not like you're feeling that our technician or engineer is trying to milk you and have this task take all day long, and then send you some bill that you weren't expecting.
0: Yeah that that makes that makes sense. Uh, You know, I I believe in being proactive. I that's why I when I work with clients, I'm always trying to prepare a plan so that they're prepared for what's coming in the future. Uh, So being proactive makes 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 a lot of a lot of sense. From if you're working with a small business, is it, what would what would motivate a small business to want to want to to want to use an MSP versus just calling and having having a problem fixed when something breaks.
1: So it really comes to there's so there's multiple things that we do right. So we advise and guide right. Um, we have technology in place to allow you to see what's going on in your environment yourself. Um, So that's an an element that you wouldn't get. Um, So beyond that, then there's help desk services, right? So problems happen, we we fix them. Um, But then there's the monitoring part and understanding about problems that are going to happen. As far as like infrastructure goes, is like your hard drive is going to fill up or... Um, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, but then it, the, the real key is the security and the cybersecurity. Um, and that is something that you're not going to get unless you are partnered with somebody and you have somebody in place constantly watching your network and your computers and your email systems. Um, so to try to, you know, do that after the fact is not, is not good, right? You don't want to have to call somebody and be like, Hey, all well, my computers don't work. Can you please get me up and running now? Um, you are going to be down for days, right? So it's better to have somebody in place protecting you. Um, so that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. You say days, but I think it's more like at least a week uh, that, that you're, that you're going to be down And a, you know, I can share, I know I've shared this story with you, but I'll share it with our listeners that we, My firm used to be on the break-fix model, uh, and when you know, something broke, we had someone we called, they came and fixed it, uh, and that was that. Until, and this was probably about 10 years ago, until we ha- I had an employee who her entire computer just crashed one day, and she couldn't do anything. Until then, as a small business owner, here I have an employee coming to work every day. She can't do anything. Or she can't, there's not a lot she can do. She can't, she can do things that don't involve her computer or don't involve a computer. And, you know, 10 years ago, that was a problem, but it was, maybe it wasn't as much of a problem as it would be today, (laughs) because I can't imagine, you know, everything is so computer-based and you got to think, you know, I'm sure you talk with your, your customers about, you know, the the waste of that time is also is also a loss of of money uh because you're you're spending all, you're essentially spending money on lost time uh do you, do you find that the, the msp system though helps to pre- prevent that from happening
1: yeah so um you know if you're and this gets more so into our side as opposed to the customer side and it sure. does blend through but um you know if you if we understand Right, that you're a business of X size and it's going to cost X amount of dollars per month. That's um, reassurance to us that we're going to be making so much money per month, right? And then Mm -hmm. we can staff appropriately. Um, and it provides us that insurance that we're going to be able to pay our bills, we're going to be able to pay our staff to be able to serve you. So part of what you're paying for is not just you know, the, the help desk and the advising and the cybersecurity solutions, you're paying also for our availability. Um, so we are um, staffing appropriately so that way when you call in, you get somebody immediately um, that is able to help you out. Um and then as you can see, and I didn't really plan this, um, but behind me you can see like a spare desktop, a spare laptop. So in your case, if that would happen, um we store some spare equipment um that I could send my guy Rob, for example, out to your location, you know, within the hour um, and get that person back up and running right away. Um, so that's the you know investment that we make. Um is really with people and, and making sure we have equipment um, to handle anything that happens because um, waiting, you know, uh, a few days for something to arrive from a distributor isn't going to fly either for you.
0: Well, right, because just because it's arrived from the distributor doesn't mean it's ready to deploy either because you've got work that you need to do on your end to get it ready.
1: Yeah, so there is that that time as well as setup, up. But, um, but if we have to wait a few days just to get a piece of equipment in, um that's where we're well behind you know mm-hmm. what the client needs
0: absolutely now
1: you you mentioned
0: cybersecurity, and cybersecurity is a topic that that should be on everyone's mind and if it isn't then it needs to be on their mind what what are what are the risks out there with cybersecurity these days
1: what are the risks um so there's there's different flavors of risk there is the the downtime aspects, right? So let's say all your computers get ransomware and nobody can work and do their jobs. As you said earlier, you know maybe ten years ago the world was different, but now everybody relies upon computers and technology to run their businesses. And we serve some places that, you know, they might have like a lot of trucks, right? And and the trucks are the money makers of the business. Um, but you know, do the trucks know where to go if the IT systems are down? So while they are making you money, um, the IT infrastructure needs to be held in equal value because the one can't function without the other. Um, so that is why I view IT as being such an important uh, business component and it needs to be valued that way. Um, so there's there's like the, the operational side of it, right? With risk. Uh, the other risk is financial. So, you know, a lot of... People try to scam people out of money um, and money is a big factor in cyber events. Um, It's only going up in value. I don't have the dollar figure in front of me, but I know it's billions and probably trillions of dollars every year worldwide in cyber crime. And and the one thing that some people don't really think about with cyber crime is uh, cryptocurrencies. So cryptocurrencies, you know, are completely trackable in a way, uh, but in another way they're not, they're services that make them not trackable. And the, uh, now it's come down this year, but, you know, cyber criminals have been operating with digital currencies for years and they were getting paid in those currencies. And then the value of Bitcoin, for example, went way, way high. Um, So now you have these criminal organizations that had Bitcoin from their previous hacking jobs now just have a lot more funds at their disposal. Um, so they are able to launch more sophisticated attacks. Um, and like they don't you don't even need to be talented. Um, something that started last year, or maybe the year before, was called ransomware as a service. So just like you can go pay Microsoft for Microsoft 365 and get email spun up in an hour. They can say, "Hey, I want to infect these people," and you—they pay other more competent people, and then those more competent people get a cut of whatever action they did. Um, so you don't even have to be that smart to do this anymore. Um, you just have to have some funds.
0: That—that that is just terrifying. That it's so easily accessible. So you mentioned ran- ransomware. Is that predominantly what you're what you're seeing? Is is the ransomware, or or are there other cyber attacks that you're seeing as well?
1: Yeah, so we have done a really, really good job with protecting our clients' networks. I'm not just saying that. Um, We have not had any cyber incidences where someone has had ransomware and we have to clean it up and deal with the fallout Mm -hmm. of that. Um, We put so many protections in place that that has not happened. But what is more common that we see that we can't stop per se is um, phishing attacks. So, you know, I can't stop an illegitimate email coming through. Um, you have to be smart yourself. And that's where you know we do cybersecurity training with, with everybody. And we need the people to be at the same level as our technology and um, protecting the orgs. Um, so that's really the most common thing that we see is, is phishing attacks and people clicking on links and putting in their username and their password. Um, but luckily, that's solved by multi-factor authentication. Right. Um, so,
0: yep. And that's super important. Is is that you know using multi-factor authentication even on something as simple as your Microsoft Outlook or your your email. Um, I know. You know what are but what are some other strategies that you that you utilize uh, for cyber cybersecurity protection for your clients?
1: sure so i want to touch base on the word simple there real quick um with the the simple outlook um and the reason why i'm going to hone in on that is because it's about email and email is the center of your digital life so when you sign up for different websites and services how do you sign up you sign up with your email Um, when you forget your password what do you do you say forgot password and where does that go that goes to your email right so if somebody gets into your email they essentially have access to your full life um, unless you have MFA involved, right? So MFA is that stopgap. if somebody does get your username and your password um, that they can't sign in um, unless they do another type of attack, uh, which we've seen as well, where they steal your phone number. So um, if a criminal steals your phone number, does a forgot password link is in your email, um they can get into everything um which is why we like to do uh app-based um authentications because that attack is not you know a thing anymore um so i'm sorry i rambled there for a little bit what was the original question no that
0: that no but that's that's a that's a that's a good point you know and 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 we do this in, in our firm we we do the same thing we do We have we have app based uh, MFA um, for you know and and it and I think it's it's a good way it's a good way to do it because it it creates that additional layer of security and and in knowing that no one can get into the into the email um, uh, other than who's intended to but you know what I want to also talk about is what are some other strategies other than MFA because MFA sort of your at this point, if you're not doing MFA, you know, you're not, you're not even starting, you're not, that's like the basement level. Like that's, you. you I, I think you'd agree with that.
1: I, I do agree with it. And you'd be surprised how many people fight it um, still. But um, yeah, so beyond MFA, right, which is probably the most important thing that you can do, and it's pretty easy to set up, um, is, so we, so, so it's honest solutions, right? and our managed service agreements are called honest care agreements because we're caring for the people. Um, We serve technology, but we are really serving the people that use technology. Um, So it's really all about the people. And then in there is a plan called Honest Guard. And Honest Guard is a suite of services uh, that we have put together to essentially meet the needs of cyber liability insurance policies um, and other regulations. Um, So in there, that we're doing is one of the top things is a 24 by seven security operation center. Uh, So we have agents and links between the firewalls and the antivirus and Microsoft 365 and your computer and all those logs go up to the SOC, the security operation center, and they uh, have algorithms that analyze all that information and then certain events trigger a human being to look at them. And then if that human being determines that it needs to get brought to our attention, they will create a ticket in our system. And then we look at it even further and determine if it's actually a malicious um, action or not. Um, so that constant watching of everything that's going on is a huge benefit because one of the, the things that happen, like with ransomware, what the cyber criminals tend to do, and it's funny, we're right before Christmas doing this, this interview or podcast, is that... Um, they will infect your computer and then they will sit right and they won't it won't be apparent to you and then they'll wait for like christmas eve to hit the go button on the encryption process when no one's watching and you come back from the holiday weekend and then you start up and you can't access anything um, so they like to um, target holidays and weekends um, and if you don't have a 24 by 7 sock. by um, you know, that ticking time bomb could be in your environment for months and you don't know, uh, but we're going to know instantly and rip it out if it did get that far um, before they hit go. So,
0: and, and that's your backup plan because you, like, like you're going to, you're going to rip it out. If it gets that far, you're, there are also other things that I'm sure that you are recommending or implementing so that it can't even get that far.
1: Yeah, so it goes from, you know, the the monitoring and there's like a whole like yeah. thing about what you're supposed to do, right? Um, but there's a lot of different protections in place. So another one is a, um, a zero trust access. Um, so having a platform that does that, has an agent on the computer and the servers, um, we go into a learning mode. So we learn what's normal behavior for applications in your environment. And then once we learn that, we then put it into secure mode. And then once it's in secure mode, if your computer tries to do something that is not learned before, like, say, a program tries to call another program and it doesn't normally do that, it will block you. And you have to request for that action to take place. And we will review what that is and allow or deny it. Um, so it, it's that's a more recent type of technology that we're using. Um, So that would be an added thing above antivirus. Antivirus alone is not good enough. It still is necessary, um, Mm -hmm. but we need more um, to stop different attacks. Sure.
0: And you had discussed with me at another point, the importance of of having the protection from some of your, your bigger programs, you know, for instance, like Adobe, you know, you know, what if Adobe gets corrupted, you know, how do you provide protection and something in that situation?
1: Yep. So that's called a supply chain attack when, um, you know, bad guys apply for positions at companies and get in there and put bad code into legitimate programs. And then that program like Zoom, you know, says, Hey, I have an update. Okay. Let me download that update. And now that update has malicious code in it. And now Zoom is trying to I don't know, copy all your files off your computer and send it to some other cloud server, right? That this hacker would have control of. Um, so knowing that Zoom doesn't normally do that, right? And having something that says, no, you're not allowed to do anything that you don't normally do, stops supply chain attacks. Um, so that's that's the importance of a zero trust access uh, security model.
0: Nice, Very. Very, very, you know, good, good, and necessary uh, information. So now, how did you, how did you originally get started in this line of work?
1: Sure. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll go back to I don't know. Ever since I was little, I I loved computers, right? And I, uh, you know, computer games, and I wanted my computer games to work. And you know, I had a dive into the computer and fix different things. And then that led into high school, where I went to BCTC uh, for IT programming and was there for half the day throughout high school. Um, And then I went to uh, Burt's Technical Institute and got my internet network engineering uh, degree. Um, And then I worked for a consultant for six years, um, doing break-fix work for small, medium-sized businesses. and yeah, so I mean, it's been my path my whole life um, and it's really all I know and do. Um, so um, yeah, so this is not just something I picked up that it's just some business to make money. This is, this is what I do.
0: And what, what, what motivated you five and a half years ago to say, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna open my own business and, and, and provide this, this service my way to the community?
1: So I, when I was like 19 or 20, um, I used to work in a restaurant and be a line cook. Um, That's what I did through school. Um, And at that time, I, um, you know, I wanted to do my own IT business even back then. Um, But I didn't have the skills or knowledge of the world or business and IT. I wasn't there yet. Uh, So I went and, um, and that was always the plan to get a job, but I was trying to do it myself. Um, But I really mentored underneath somebody for six years about business and IT. um, And I felt like I got that, you know, I I got what I needed um, after about six years. I saw like the full life cycle of putting stuff in and then taking it out and upgrading. Um, And then I got reached uh, out by an organization um, to be their senior network admin. And I took that opportunity and that was a single organization that I was serving. Um, It was a little bit like I needed a break from serving many, many businesses. Um, So that was nice. But after a period of time, I just got to a point where I'm like working for a single organization is, is not who I am. Um, I like to get into many different places. I like to advise. I like to consult businesses on the best way of doing things. Um, I like that fast action um, of that 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 brings um, so my my desire was to get back into uh, consulting and the small medium sized business um, consulting world so uh, I had a client who I served back in my old business uh, my old consulting company and um sorry <clears throat> um they left after I left and um they, they just weren't happy with service um, and they Went to another org and they weren't happy there either um so they asked me to come back and i said sure if we do it through a business i make um so Mm -hmm. they agreed and we had negotiations um and i formed honest solutions back then um and then i gave my two weeks and at the place i was working at full time and then um, i told them that i wanted to keep serving them just through the business i have and they were super confused because it didn't exist, right? And they didn't know <laughs> that I was doing that. Uh, but but they agreed as well. So I had two nice large clients to start this and be able to live and eat and, and have the opportunity to grow it, you know, organically. Um, and so it was, you know, to, to answer the question in a long-winded way or in a short answer is that I had the opportunity. I wanted to do it for a long time. Um, and I, I didn't feel ready at the time, but the the opportunity presented itself. And I said, yes, and let's figure it out as we go. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it really comes down to, to people. This might sound not humble, but, but people needing me, um, and I, I met their need and it just continued where people needed me more and more and more to the point where I couldn't serve people the way I needed to by myself and therefore mm-hmm. employees come and, you know, systems are generated. And now we're FI people.
0: That, that's great. It's great. I mean,
1: you, you found
0: a, a need or a niche in, in the business community and you're able to fill it. So that, that's, that's fantastic. Um,
1: can I say one other thing real quick that I am proud of? Um, sure. And I can knock on, I don't know, the plastic that I have here, but, um, Uh, To this day, um, Honest Solutions has not lost a single client. Um, So we're five and a half years in. We've never lost anybody. Um, I still serve uh, businesses, even ones that were acquired by much larger organizations. And that's been a proud point to me as well, because a lot of times finance, HR, IT gets consolidated and thrown to the wayside um, when some business is acquired. But we've even survived those Deals because we've shown how much value we bring, um, and so that's something I'm proud about. Um, <clears throat> the perfect rating on Google reviews is is something I'm proud about as well, um, and the back-to-back years of winning the Reading Eagle's Readers' Choice Award for the best IT company um, is also something I'm proud about. So um, right now I got a perfect track record, and I'm hoping we continue on. Um, I know it's going to be more challenging the more bodies I bring on board and the bigger we get, but we're going to try as long as we can well congratulations those are those are
0: those are great accomplishments to be to be proud of um so you know certainly certainly glad that you that you share that with us um now are you originally a, a berks county and are you a transplant like i am
1: yeah so i grew up in Oley valley um so <clears throat> i went to high school there graduated uh went there my whole life um so yep i i live in shillington now so, I'm just on the other side of the hill of the county.
0: Okay. So, what is your what is your favorite thing about Berks, about living in Berks County?
1: The Italian food. <laughs> like there is so many Italian places in this area, uh-huh. and uh, when I travel out of the states, they're just they're just not as good. Like they don't they don't got the the pizza shop on every corner. Um, uh huh. Um, so, you know, food's a big thing for me. I I like that. Um, family's here, friends are here. Um, um, I like just the scenery, um, you know, the mountain with the pagoda and the city there. And, you know, it's, um, I live in Shillington on top of a hill. So when you go down the one street, you can see the whole city, um, and -hmm. the view and yeah, I don't know. I just like Burt's County.
0: Nice. What's your favorite Italian restaurant? Mom Chaffee's. That's a good one yep. uh, that's definitely definitely a good one um, all right well andrew this has been this has been wonderful having you having you on the show uh what is something that more people should be aware of about what you do
1: Well, I would like to think I do a really good job of saying everything um but um I don't know if you go to our website, you know, honestsolutions.com and honest is spelled H-O-N-I-S-T to have a play on words with an IT company and being honest. Um, There's a services page that has everything that we do, um, which is kind of extensive. So if you want to learn more, um, go check out that page and see everything that we do. Um, You know, we cover everything from servers at your office to cloud servers, uh, all the networking components. We sell hardware. um, So your computers that you see behind me, um, we resell software. um, We take care of uh, voice over IP communication systems. um, We subcontract out uh, network cabling. but that's because my guys are focused on the way things work and not really the physical parts. So we have someone else do the physical parts. Um, and yeah, I mean, that then leads into security cameras and door access control. Um, so yeah, everything that a business needs to protect themselves, be operational communicate That's what we do. Uh, we don't really do websites. We don't do like application development. Um, so, yeah. Okay. And best way to reach out to you
0: is is through your website?
1: Yeah, there's a contact us page. Um, you can either do that or you can call our office at 484-272-7240. Um, you can message us on Facebook. Um, yeah. So those would be the ways. All right. Well, thank you very, very much for,
0: for taking the time uh, talk to talk to me today uh, and, and for being here on uh, not minding my own business.
1: Thank you for not minding your own business and talking to me. so appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: thank you. I, I, I appreciate you catching the play on words that we use there.: Yes.: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well th- thank you again. Uh, And to our listeners, we'll see you next week with another episode of Not Minding My Own Business.